You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. I'm your boy, y'all muggle. Welcome one and all. I appreciate it. Yo, today, today, we got an amazing guest. Your homie over here has been doing it. I mean, he's a professional illustrator working on editorial. He's a concept design artist. He's a storyboarder, a narrative artist. I mean, he's kicking his ass in Dark Horse right now, working with legends. Who am I talking about? Oh, my God, guys, you guys have no idea this amazing person. It's Mr. Warwick. Johnson, Cadwell, <laughs> what's popping, kiddo? How are you doing today? Oh man, I'm doing great. Thanks, great. Thanks, you. I'm doing fantastic, bro. I mean, for you, it's tonight. For me, it's today. <laughs> Don't you love these time differences, folks? When we do these podcasts, my man. Yo, tell everybody where you at right now. I am uh, England, UK, South Coast, just by the sea. Hey, just by the sea. Check you out, bro. So you getting some suntan? Is this why you're a little red today? You were getting some sun? <laughs> no, it's cold and no sun. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. But the house is warm. That's why I'm red. Absolutely, brother. So born and bred in England? Yep. Yep, yep. Great. And how was your upbringing there, man, especially when it came to pop culture? Well, it, uh, it, yeah, he it, it, it moved around a bit, kind of, <laughs> uh, down to the south, but uh, but um, yeah, and, and the, the you know the pop culture's there. We've got just sort of the the British English version of it, so you know with American stuff sort of crept in. Oh, but, so you 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 hardcore the UK stuff, so 2000 AD and and all that European books. That was yeah, that was that was the start. That was the start because that's all there was. You know, we, every now and then you'd you'd find a news agent that had uh, American comic books, and you know, around here they'd be like, a, I like, love those words, news agents. You know, I mean, we call them newsstands yeah, <laughs> over <yeah>. here. <laughs> so, so no, and you just hit the jackpot because they'd be shipped in and. You know, some would sit on shelves for months. So you'd suddenly find a, a bunch of American titles. Really? Wow. They just sit there? Wow. Yeah. Ignored? Well, yeah. Do you Brits not like us over there? Is that it? <laughs> well, there's certain places. Because this, 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 this town's by the sea, sort of, sort of holiday, sort of seaside town. So all winter, the books would just pile up on the newsagents because no one would be visiting. And in those days. In those days. There was Spring, the season was coming, and suddenly, you'd, you know, if you get there first, you'd, you'd get the whole winter's worth. If you had to oh, damn, really? Well, uh, well, I hope your grandparents and parents, you know, gave you some money in, instead of clothes. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got a few books. I got a few books. <laughs> so talk about that, though. I mean, what was the first love, man? How did you find the culture? Was it mommy? Was it daddy? Was it, was, was it uncle, auntie? I mean, who was it? It had to be, it had to be mum. Uh, always mild you know. well yeah because she, she did the shopping so she did hey, the, she, lazy dads I want to I shop as a dad just to let you know well I, I, I'm a dad and I do the shopping too but, <laughs> um, but no it, was, it would have been mum because uh, she did the shopping but Wonderful. but then we got we had books comics delivered I had Eagle which was that's what wait, I wait, you were getting wait your parents had you on subscription 
Oh, well, it came, you know, we had newspapers delivered just, it came through, oh, newsagent okay. and they send it out and, and it came through the door, so every, you know, there was a time when Saturday morning I knew the eagle was coming, but um, but my dad got it first, so. I, know, uh, I, oh, I, dad. <laughs> I had to wait, but uh, yeah. So. Excellent. So how easy was it for you to find a tribe of like-minded individuals in your town growing up? Ah, uh, yeah, they sort of, they sort of all fell into place. I don't know if it's, we just sort of, you know, it, it was school, and uh, well, you're one of those kids taking stuff that you shouldn't have to school. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you can't get in trouble now. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's. But yeah, uh, well, uh, but then you know, because they were comics, so comic books, and so you could. You could sort of sweet talk the teachers. You know, we're reading. You know, you we're reading. Use... Yeah, but don't take a toy. How dare you? Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, anything else. But uh... oh, no, no, no. So you just I don't know. I just fell in my 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 pals. My you know, groups of friends were people who liked this sort of stuff. So comics, TV, cartoons, sort of movies. How of... how was the TV you growing up? I mean, <laughs> I mean, when it came to pop culture, what what was the first thing that attracted you? You're like, oh, my God, I want to do this, and you started dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just, I mean, in the, it, it's a few years ago, and in the UK. Yeah, on, only a few years ago. He's a very oh, young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the UK, we had three TV channels, and then uh, three? Then we had four. Wait, 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 wait. You're fucking with me. What year are we talking about? You only had three TV channels? I think we had, we got to four in the 1980s. What? What? This one came maybe late 80s, but this place we live too close to France, so they had the signal, so we didn't get the fifth channel. Oh, so, man. You know, so we, 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 you know, we had uh, scheduled kids' programs certain times a day, early in the morning, after school time. Of course, early morning and after and school. Once then that's finished, you know, it was the news. It was on to some other business. So, you you oh. know, you flip between one of the three or four channels. So we'd be watching Sherlock Holmes, Black and White, you know, Sherlock Holmes movies, uh, Charlie Chan. It was, you know, we just had to make... Oh, make oh my God. So, yeah. I'm so. so sorry, but you were tortured as a kid. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, that's good stuff, but damn, we have better. We have more channels, too. Well, yeah, well, this is it. This is, you know, talking about, you know, there'd even be TV, kids' TV programs talking about America and uh, what the, or, or Japan, you know, showing us all the stuff they get to watch while we got to watch uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Thank God there was no internet back then. You guys would have went nuts. Like, Yo, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now as a dad, now I'm sort of grumpy, sort of sitting there thinking, my God, they've got all this stuff. Yeah, right, they're so privileged. I mean, I know, I tell my daughter all the time, you're so privileged. You know, <laughs> you know I had to wake up early or whatever. Now, I, I, at the touch of a button, you can watch it whenever you want. Well, yeah, that's it, because you had to be in the house when your program was on, because if, it, you yeah. know, cartoons were on and you were out or stuck or, you know. Let me tell you, I was running at home, 3 o'clock, like, yo, G.I. Joe's at 3.30, I got to run, son, <laughs> you know, and then I do my homework. <laughs> Great stuff. So, all right. So here you are. You're finding your journey. You're in, you know, in the UK out there doing your thing, man. When did the creative bug bite you? Uh well, that kind of was there all the while, just because it was like, um, 
It was for when the TV shows weren't on, you know. Okay. He, he was, so I was just drawing. It was, you know, watching. What was your first go-to drawing? Was it something original, or were you emulating something you saw? I, I, I don't remember. I remember... Uh, I'm taking you back, bro. It's like it is a hypnotism session. Well, this Look into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my first drawing memories, and there must have been, I mean, you know, it was just all the time. I was at school. I was in a maths class. It was, I was about six or seven years old, and I just, I don't know at what stage, I stopped listening to the lesson, and I just drew every page of the exercise book. It was, oh. I was drawing cowboys and Indians, a big cowboy <laughs> head, moustache, next page, Indian, this, that, that, and, well, which is what they were, you know, what we were calling, it was the TV, so, you know, cowboys, westerns were on anyway, so, but those were the characters, so, and that was it, I got caught, got into trouble for that, but that was it, so, you know. That's on the telly, yeah, you, you know. I want to carry on, you know, the cartoons are finished, I want to get carry on with it, so get on and uh, and just start drawing them. And it would, because they'd be more like, not interested in creating a picture, but, you know, there'd be those army car drawings where you're drawing up tons of tanks and loads of yeah. fellas all in the line, and then they all get blown up and, you know. Yeah, drawing that Big Bang must have been so much fun. Well, that was, that's how the page ended up at the end of it. You sort of just <laughs> Draw, yeah, you draw carefully drawing your tanks and jet planes and all sorts, and then just the whole lot smashed to bits. I love it. I so love it, was, it. it was, yeah, it was more of an act, almost an activity rather than that. Uh, you know, I didn't want to have a finished piece that looked fantastic. Did you ever find a creative tribe while you were in school? You know, you know, to join you in, in these fantasy stories that you were already creating, or you were a one man band? I, I, yeah, I went. You know, we sort of, sort of sort of, a, you know, magnets toward each other. These guys, you know, they were artistic guys or they were musicians or they did other stuff. But but often then, you know, out of school, back home, and I was just, you know, in my room doing my drawings by myself. So it, we we didn't sort of make any books or anything like that in those days. And, you know, get to, you know much earlier, what we call primary. Let me, let me ask here, because, again, here you are, a kid that's being very creative. Were your parents supportive of this creative journey you were stepping into? Um, I don't, I can't remember particularly. Yes, I mean, they liked the stuff. I think my mum liked it more than my dad did because my dad was... Well, she puts you on. I mean, why not? Mamas, man. I love moms, man. It's so crazy. Like, you know, uh, right now we're at about 94% of creators have had on have said it was my mom that bought me my first book and said here same with me so they like, yo shout out to you ladies yo thank you and yo like, ladies nowadays do the same thing for your kids because you never know yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah the, well it was yeah it was uh, i think um they were encouraged but they sort of pleased to see me occupied i could have probably done all sorts of other stuff and then oh, thank god you were just occupied drawing instead of out in the streets right <laughs> well, yeah 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 that's great stuff man so well what was your first dabble in, in into you know taking it serious now a creator as a creator wow um well i i I was doing this stuff. I was at college. I did, you know, went through high uh, high school, and then exams after that. We did A levels, and I still wasn't sure where I was going to end up. But I wanted to get on. I ended up doing a, a, a degree in illustration. Oh and, wow, um, dope! 
And so that was, yeah. Uh, A-levels I was working, there was a comic shop opened in the town, which is pretty quiet town here, um, and long gone. But, I mean, I was working there just weekends, but paid in comics. I wasn't getting paid in cash. You were paying in comics. Hey, well, you know what? As a kid, I don't mind getting paid in comics because that eats up your budget anyway. <laughs> hey, that's yep. the truth. That's it, a day's work, and I got, you know, a pile of comics. But, so... It is, it is. Yeah, it's university, and then, then, I don't know, kind of the horizon spread started to look at other stuff. There was, uh, like, children's books and, and bits and pieces like that. The YA and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, all sorts, and then animation. So, as well, I did some work for animation companies, so, you know... Wait, 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 wait a minute! What do you mean you did some work for anim? Are you like trying, like trying, like just, just pass by? What do you mean animation companies? Anything we know? When I so finished uh, college in '96, and um, yeah, he's dating himself, but he's very, he's very bold and brave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I was at Bristol doing the course, and, and Ardman Animation are there, so. Okay. Uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit and uh, Chicken Run. Oh, don't great stuff. And so, so yeah, my first uh, Chicken Run was my first job. But just a couple of weeks, just sort of And then I did other stuff with with pirates. And then, so yeah, I had a had to go with that, which was was awesome. But um, so then I was just working through from there. I did an, uh, illustration, just editorial illustration jobs for for magazines and books and bits and pieces. But um, sort of just got back into comics after a time. And nice, nice. So what, what, what made you take that step finally, though? That you said, okay, it's time for me to get into some comics, man. I mean, what, was there a, a day that you can remember that, that you said, all right, that's it, I'm doing it? Uh, I just was, it was, I could see, again, everyone was having fun. I went to a, uh, went back to a comic con. I mean, you know, I, as I say, I was working, I was, all comics, as a youngster, and then there was kind of a, a gap where I was yeah. sort of looking at other stuff. Yeah, we got we we, we became adults, and you know, we, we our interests changed for some time. But yeah. we always come back as a drug, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Well, uh, you yeah, know, I went from you know uh, mountains of long boxes. They all went up uh, when they went to, to university. So they just took a a, a a pile of of the you know the best yeah. stuff. But um, so and then. Yeah. And then, yeah, just came back and started to see, you know, it, it was more active. Started blogging, I think, putting it, just artwork. I was just doing loads of, I was doing lots of artwork at home, same as I was when I was seven, just for my own stuff. And I was doing illustration uh, editorially. But, you know, the stuff I was doing was quite, was boring. It was like, yeah. you know, I got a job. I did a few years for a, an Investors Chronicle magazine, which was exactly as interesting as it sounds. And it was an article. Oh, Repeat yeah. that name. Investors Chronicle. Jeez, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. That was like, you're being a masochist. Let me torture myself. <laughs> well, they needed it. Was, it, was a, it was a guy writing, and it was probably dead interesting for those guys. But they needed a piece, something to lighten the page up, so it was an illustration. So I just had to work out something, you know, goofy to draw to, to, to brighten the page up. But that lasted for a while, but it just meant that I, I was on. I wanted to draw monsters and, uh, you know, crazy creatures and just, or cowboys. And just, and it, but uh, the agent just just wanted businessmen in suits doing yeah, it for me. You know, it yeah, well, it was what was that was it was that was the jobs I was getting. So so they just wanted more of that. Sure. And so so that's why I started to put stuff on on a blog. 
And then oh, is that, that how you got the bike? Yeah, that's uh-huh. and then so I started to put more together and then did some anthologies with folk just because then that was where you we need some anthologies. How you got into anthologies? This guy tries to skip over. So I just got into some anthologies. How the hell you get into the anthologies? What did you do? Self-published stuff, so we were getting, oh, you know, yeah. people online, you know, getting, I was meeting people at, at comic shows, but also just meeting online. Uh, so what type of comic shows you have? I mean, I know you guys call it more like comic marts, not comic cons or anything. So what type of shows were you going to? Any notable people you met? Oh, yeah, 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 um, mm-hmm. we do. I mean, they're comic cons here now. They were comic marts and they were now, but everyone's... Now there's cons. Comic hey. It's like, uh, He's like, ask cut up, man. That's from the UK. Got good shit too. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, you know, uh, we've got, we've got a, a couple of big ones. That's sort of the, wonderful. Um, there's some sort of arts kind of ones, you know, sort of small press bits and pieces, and uh, and they're pretty good. They, you know, they're good as well for but different sorts of things. But we have one thought bubble. It's called thought bubble. And oh, I love thought bubble, man. Great people, Johnny, my boy from from the UK has been there. They bless us with opportunities to visit the show. So thank you. Yeah, I know. That's a good show. So tell us your experience at Thought Well, That's a great shout. Well, that is, I mean, that's it. You've got everyone. You've got everyone there. You know, you've got the big the big guys and, um, you know, and then you've got the small press guys and, you know, there's, I can't, I'm trying to think of any names at the moment. I was at one show where I was t- uh, signing a tank girl. I did a Drew tank girl. Oh, nice. So I was you did a tank girl issue? I did four, four. Oh, nice. I did a few. I did and some of the collected bits, but I was on my way to my first signing, was it, or my second signing ever. So I was feeling, pro- talking to Jeff Darrow on the way past, because Jeff Darrow had a stable Ooh. there, and, I was, and uh, that was amazing to speak to him. But then I got a message from someone else to say, um, uh, Baby O'Moon, Gabriel Barr, they were in another table, but we were to come over to buy some stuff from my table, so I was like, oh, I panicked. No, 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 so they're great, they're great places, and um, there's a few, you know, there's, there, we have a few shows about, but... Um, Excellent. Is that how you met Magnola, man? Because, yeah. you know, you guys are doing some stuff, man, because I want to start getting into this amazing book that dropped this week, Falcon Spear. I mean, I read it while wow, you know, I went again, read it in one sitting, a nice long read that made me feel all type of ways of, as we were talking pre show. So, <laughs> talk about how did you even get acclimated, like, you know, meeting Magnola and stepping into this Dark Horse Comics universe? Well, that was, that was Thought Bubble Festival. That was the same thing. It was, dope. Wow. It interacted with sort of. Online, that was another big show. Uh, meet Shout out, Luis. With uh, uh, Duncan. Hiya, hiya. Uh, uh, it was meet Duncan Fagrido, um a few before. Um, I'd done some, some... There's a... You know Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, the Disney film? Okay. It was, there's a, Angela Lansbury, 1960s. And it's like one of these live-action <laughs> But it's so this is this film, but the end sequence it's it's like in a small English town and it's Second World War and this U boat comes in and these Nazis come ashore and uh she's a witch and so she uh she uh she gets to this local museum and then animates these all these knights and they go and fight 
the invading Nazis as they the come Nazis. in. Nazis, fire, fire. <laughs> I love it. So this is this is like this is like Minola stuff. This is Nazis versus uh, witches with you know ghost knights. So, so I was drawing stuff like this, and I was mixing them up. So I did some Hellboy characters, and I did them with these bedknobs and broomsticks characters. And he saw this. Mike Minola saw this stuff. He saw this. He emailed. Well. let him know. Someone had showed him, and he emailed. Love well, I got it. an email from someone. Yeah. And it was one of those instances where you say, well, I, you know. Is this real? <laughs> is this really you? Is this spam? Yeah. And it's like, if it wasn't, then he's going to still say it is. You know, it's. So I went to, uh, there was a, a smaller show, and Duncan Fregrido was there, and this was just after he was announced. So I brought some of these images, and I just showed them to him and said, do you know, have you seen these? Because someone had said that they'd showed them to him, and he had showed them to Mike. And uh, and he yeah he so he confirmed it so this was I remember was, he goes I remember like the member <laughs> berries from South Park I remember that was <laughs> it so and then so I, but we were in a, a thought bubble Mike Manola and uh, Faith Erin Hicks and um, ah there's another guy great artist but the four of us were on a sketch panel so we were just working yeah. and being interviewed whilst. Uh, um, We'd be here while we were drawing. So we were sort of, I was looking over Mike Mandola's shoulder and I don't know if he was looking over mine. But afterwards I went around giving some of my books and said, look, you know, we've spoken a bit online, but, you know. And he said there and then that, you know, let's we should do a book together. Oh, wow. He said it right there and then. Yeah. And I thought it'll never happen, but I don't care because that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life, you know. Yeah, you you were smart. You looked like the Joker that day, right? <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I thought that, you know, if nothing happens, oh, great. Wow. it would still be the best thing ever. But then a few weeks later, he got back in touch. I drew a, I, you know, I posted a picture of a vampire and he just got back in touch and said, you know, we should really do this. And then that oh, happened wow. a couple more times. And then the momentum turned up and, you know, then there was a story and God bless. And Mr. Higgins turned up, you know, so that was it. Talk about it, man. Where did you dive from Mr. Higgins? <laughs> Wait, what's that? Why did you dive for all these things that you, either, you know, again, because now you guys have created this unique universe. Yeah. I mean, where, where were you diving into? How was this whole experience, especially, you know, working with a legend? And then you got to work with his team, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they're asking you here to work. Do you work out everything on the traditional media and personal inks, or do you work digitally too? Pencil. Pencil. Oh, look at that. The on screen. Let me, let me put that bigger. Hey, <laughs> look at that pencil. Wow. Pencil. What, that, what type of pencil is that? What point is it? Let this know. is a 0 0.9. Okay. 0.9, which is the same as a 1.0. I don't know whether I, you can just swap <laughs> it. It goes the same. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's math, man. They want to mess us up. <laughs> yeah, I hate maths. <laughs> no, uh, Zebra Graphics, these guys, they're, they're, they were cheap. They're not so cheap now. But, they but were because people like you started using it and they saw like, all right, we're going to capitalize on this. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept my mouth shut right from the beginning. <laughs> you but, should be a spokesman. Come on now. Yeah, well, there, yeah, do that. Yeah, uh, but then I do digital coloring. So the, the, the pencils are scanned. So okay. I'm working more on ink now, but, um, but the, those books, these books have all been just pencil.
Pencil, man. You go that old school route, man. I mean, you know, what's that process like? I mean, and again, you know, talk about that journey of you building this whole universe with Magnolia, too, because that's, that's insane. Like, this guy, you go, you know, this, this is a fantasy story. This is a comic book fan's wet dream. You go to the con, Magnolia's like complimenting we should work together, and you get an email to a couple of weeks later, like, what the hell? <laughs> It's oh just, man, this is real. <laughs> you know, it, and, and it kept cause, because at every stage there was a setup where it was all going to come apart. And again, like I said, I didn't care because I'd gone as far as we had. And so yeah, you're like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to some type of plateaus. Yeah, well, it, you know, and then there was like, we're going to send it to the you know the main guy so they can make decisions, and then we're going to send. And so there was loads of chances for it just not to work. And wow. um, but it didn't, and uh, we it, we carried on, and then. You know, uh, the, a box of books. The bu- book was finished, printed. I had 30 books turn up, like comp copies, and I still didn't nice. believe it was going to happen, even with the 30 <laughs> You had this physical proof, and you're like, this is yeah. not real. And that pinch me. Was well, nobody around to pinch you? Was that the problem? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you're going to be pinched enough, I tell you. The, I mean, <laughs> you know, and that was, that's the third book, so and I'm okay. still, it's still like crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But Let's wait. start showing some off, some stuff off, man. Because you know we get in there, but I mean, look at this dope cover. Look it's, at this character. Look at everything here. This is by the legend himself, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's done the covers. Dave Stewart's colored the covers. Just, just yeah. yeah. How is it to work with an iconic team this way, my brother? Well, it's, it's just, it's un- it is unbelievable. Kind of, you know, it is unbelievable. It's, it's just like looking at these books, you know, I just want to make more and more because I just want to see more and more of these covers. But, you know, the, uh, these are work from my drawings, which is, uh, you know. Yeah, it, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm drawing these guys. Yeah, and look at Luis, he's so impressed. He's like, yo, a comic on the pencil, your work is inspiring, thanks for sharing. Oh, thanks. I mean, you have just made most likely a lifelong family. Look at this page. Now this is you, right? Yep, yep. Look at this. Look at this. A one man band almost, right? Well, yeah, now uh, Mike wrote the first book and uh, I've wrote, written the second and the third now, so. Hey, tech you out, man. I mean, you know, talk about this. You know, give us some tease. Because this isn't Comic Stops now, but entice our listeners. You know, why they need to pick this up. Give us a little bit. Give us a little tease. Well, as they show off these beautiful pages. Uh, well, this is. This is. Um, the, the characters. The two main characters, well, they started off two of the characters from Mr. Higgins, which I then said, I said to, to Mike, to Dark Horse, can I do something with these guys? Because I, you know, wanted to do more. I loved the stories. Everything about Mr. Higgins Comes Home was awesome. So, so I took those two of the guys out and, uh, and wrote the next book, which was three stories over five chapters. And then... Mary Van Sloan came in, this, this female character, and uh, so she was in part of the second book. And so Falkenspear, this is bringing in like the fourth guy. These are this is the foundation from from the early days because the first it starts off as a flashback. This is this is them getting to grips with the vampire hunting back in you know their formative years. So so the earliest time so far. 
So yeah, man, and, and, and action there is, man. And, and I love how you use a more Nosferatuish uh, vampire versus, you know, what the traditional, like the Lugosi, you know? Yeah, I like, I like to I'd mix it up. Um, there's a few, you know, there's some are more, some are quite Nosferatu. There's some that will get, you know, a bit more Lugosi or Christopher Lee, you know, these are... Yeah. Uh, uh, this is one of the, the main parts of these books. Was we got a Mike Manola and I got this real, you know, shared love of those old school horror films. Yeah, you and me both too, man. Or three of us, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, so much inspiration with those and, and the Hammer films as well. And so you know, just yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, Hammer films, bro. As an American, it it, it was a love hate relationship because I'm like, damn, the story is so cool, but damn, why is it always based in the old school shit, man? Can we get some cars in here? I mean, it's always horse and wagons and all, I'm like. Can we get some modernized stuff too, please? <laughs> you know, that's the only thing about Hammer. But I did enjoy I mean, come on, man. Christopher Lee, iconic, and that was through Hammer. I don't give a fuck that that is for me. You know, Bella, rest in peace. That was for my dad. You know, Christopher <laughs> Lee yeah. is yeah. my Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Bella's great. Yeah, but... Bella's great, no doubt. But yeah, hey, no. but look at these pages and such the inspiration, especially panel usage and all that, because you know, you know, this, this this is not a quick read. It's a, it's a nice long read. You make it fun, but you have beautiful arts and beautiful panel usage. Great lettering. Talk about that. Well, I, thanks. My my trouble I find with writing is that I try. I make Woo! It, you got a pre-order already. Man, I don't know where you at, but it's in your LCS. They better get it. They better have it. Ah, oh, thanks, man. That's, <laughs> cool. No, but my writing that's so far tends to be quite lean. I get to the point too quick. You know, I'm trying to, I try, I don't know, and so I try to be careful to, you know, telling the story a lot with images or, and, and with oh, the page layouts. I so, love that. I do the same, Warwick, about myself, I've been told. When I want to do something, I want to be quick to the point. So how did you discipline yourself to not do that as a writer? I'm pretty sure many writers probably you know, want to do the same and, you know, probably don't know how can they stop themselves. Well, it, it, yeah, it's practice. I mean, this is, and I've got loads to, to, to learn, and loads, you know, to, I've got a lot more to try and sort of work out. But um, but it, it, it was, it was trying to work out better ways to sort of, to tell the story. And so there's lots of, pauses, I mean some of the sort of the slightly more comic bits in it as well, some of the jokes, but also some of the serious parts as well, you know the, the, it, it sort of the the written word sort of is, is less, and so sometimes trying to tell it with panels or with actions um, because uh, sometimes you know, it, it, it's just trying to get it to get it right and to see, and so also see how the, the drawings look, because you can, if you've got a you got something you wanted. You have some dialogue that's going to go in there, but you managed to draw it in such a way that it's already communicated without the dialogue. You could leave it out, but if and if you think that maybe the point's not getting across as well, maybe you could sort of add a bit of dialogue, sort of get something else to fit in there. So it's good to do the two together because I can, you know, I've got the script. I mean, my way of of working anyway, it starts with drawings. 
So I'm drawing before I've written the script because I'm working this all out in my oh, head. Oh, really? So you have, you have this very more visual way of creating. Yeah, yeah. It's again, okay. down on paper. And so, you know, I've got thumbnails, pages, sizes that are this big with just these ideas of camera, you know, views. And how I'm picturing when you're doing boxes with stick figures. And like, okay, maybe this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. And then, so then I know what the script is. So then I get the script. But even then, it's not solid. And that was something I learned from Mike's scripts because he would, you know, the script was there. It was almost like bullet points. I'd draw it, do the roughs. And then he could come back. And if he wanted to adjust the dialogue to then fit, he could do that. So it's it's good doing the two together because as long as, you know, you keep a tight rein on it, don't let it run away, because you could keep changing things forever and then your book will never get finished. But, you know, it's a bit of freedom to sort of bounce back off. You, you know, you've got the script and you think that looks good and then you get the artwork and you're looking at that. So maybe you could go back and work a bit more on the script if needed or, or leave it as it is. I want to ask you here, man, because you said, okay, this is a journey you're always learning, right? But you apparently are doing an amazing job. What do you think has been maybe the greatest lesson you've learned in the journey? Uh, well, I've, there's the greatest lessons that I can see, but I haven't let, learned my lesson, and that is, you know, work hard, uh, keep on top of it, you know, get yourself uh, a schedule and stick to it. Uh, a know. discipline at the end of the day. Yeah, this is it, getting disciplined. And, and and there's other stuff that you forget, you know, keep an eye out, keep your eyes peeled, just watch what everyone else is doing. There's so many people making such amazing stuff and, and you, you know, you, you're in trouble. I, I get in trouble. I'm writing a book, I'm trying to do the artwork for a book and I'm getting the other ideas and you just sort of, your world's getting smaller because I'm just looking at this stuff and there's people making just amazing things all around. So, Keep your eyes peeled. Watch what everyone else is doing. Have a look. And look at Luis. He's very curious as a fan that, that, that is about to pick up this book. How long does it usually take to finish a comic like Falcon Spirit? Thank you, Luis, for that great question. Well, Falcon Spirit was... It was okayed... What was it? Lockdown. We had lockdown in February, March... Oh wow! So you, this, this is a lockdown book. <laughs> this lockdown book. It was just. It was just going over. The ideas were there. Uh, the, the, the proposal was there, and it was just as everything pencils down, everything stops. And I thought, well, that's that's it. I'm fine. That's okay. Well, you know, this is we're back to Mr. Higgins again, where every possible, you know, sort of, yeah. uh, you know, opportunity. You know, every gate closes. And then, or the opportunity was there, but then a few weeks later they came back and said, "Go for it." So, so this was, so that was, and it was finished, uh, finished middle of last year. But it was through sort of a weird lockdown experience. So that's not a not an ideal one. <laughs> I think this I mean, is, it's been weird for everybody, my brothers, on two words. Yeah, yeah. For for Lewis's question, Mister Higgins was the same size, and that was. January to May. Okay. So those oh, years. Okay. About five months, right? Yeah, that okay. was that was about five. I had a bit of Hell in the Crash to finish and a bit of Samurai Jack to start, but that was it. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, it takes hard work, though. You know, you know, this is what it is. This is the process of comics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time, time, and effort. 
So, so I, you know, before we go, I always love to give people their files. So I just want to say thank you, Warwick. Thank you for taking those steps for being bold and sharing your creative vision, whether it's writing or drawing, and sharing this with us. I mean, not many people are bold like that. And whoever talks shit, middle finger salute, because you are a king, and thank you for doing what you do. It's amazing. You entertain me. This book, again, like I told many others, and this is, this is what I love about what I do, when I meet people like you that actually write stuff that really want to take me outside of this world, right? Take me away from the news. Take me into this whole awesome fantasy world where for at least 30 minutes, I'm not here. I'm there. And, yeah. you know, job well done. You know, it's beautifully written, beautifully drawn. I can't wait to see the remainder of the series. I mean, you're working with legends. And you know what? That means you are yourself a legend, my brother. So uh, I'm happy to have, you know, I'm blessed to have spoken to you, to be honest. Oh, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me on. It's, it's been great to speak to you. And you're very kind as well. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. So, everybody, it's right there. You got to follow work on, on Insta, all right, at W-O-C-C-O or Twitter, Warwick J-C. Please check out his Patreon, too. So before we go there, too, What's up with the free trying? Are you doing? Are you up to doing commissions and stuff like that? What's going on, bro? I think I may need an Omega commission, you know, by the hands of Warwick with my big beard. I wonder how you'll do this. Yeah, <laughs> I have a, yeah, no. Um, Patreon's really slow. It's gentle. I love the idea of Patreon. So what, what's up with the Patreon? What are we, what are we doing there? Do you, this is it's one level lowest. Thank level. you, Luis. Oh, thanks, thank you, thank you. But then, um, well, yeah, it's one level. It's just the look. It's just the look. But yeah, I got some um, InkyKnuckles.com. InkyKnuckles.com. Hey. Commissions. That's the guy. Go see Kama Inky Knuckles. He's got a good roster of artists. But I'm I'm on that uh, with those guys. But the Patreons, it's low. It's nice and sleepy. You know, you pay three dollars, and uh, and and there's is stuff on there. But uh, I just want to build it up. I want more stuff on there. want more stuff to go. But uh, well, he, He's going to give you teasers for everything he does, to the Falcon Spirit even more, especially when he starts getting into his own creator-owned projects. Because, uh, you know, I, I think this guy is sick enough to do some of the wildest stuff that you've ever read. You know, but if you want to get this, you'll go to check out Dark Horse Comics right now. You know, it'll give you the download. But please visit LCS. And, again, vis- please follow Warwick. I mean, you won't be disappointed. Homie is already working with legends. This is a future legend right here. And I've just spoken with him. God bless my brother. May you have a wonderful evening. And thank you for joining me right oh, now, today. And I know it's late for you. Thank you for tuning in. Folks, you know what the outro tells you to do? It tells you all that wonderful information. And with that, gracias, mi gente. Wepa, hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 